My name is Kate the Socialite and you're listening to episode 45 of The Kate Show. Today I'm talking all about how to figure out who your ideal client is, why it's so important, and my own journey with fumbling around without an ideal client to finding one and how it absolutely revolutionized my business and how it's going to absolutely change yours. Now, the funny thing is, guys, I thought for sure I had made a podcast episode about this before, but it turns out I've just given so many live presentations and webinars on this topic that I thought I said all that needed to be said, but turns out I have never made a podcast episode about it. So we're going to do it. We're going to dive right into all the juicy details. So if you have a notebook handy, you better grab a pen. This is going to be good. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. Many of you know that when I first started my business back in 2014, I had no clue what I was doing. I started out as an editing company for businesses because I am first and foremost a writer. I always have been. And I thought that was the only skill I had. I also had a huge issue with self-confidence. I often underpriced myself. I didn't have any particular type of client I was going after. And that left me feeling very bewildered because I had no idea how I was supposed to be marketing my business and I didn't know how much money I should put towards it. And quite honestly, I didn't even know what to say. And it's because I didn't know who I was talking to. So if you guys find yourself in this position where you know you need to be on Instagram, you know you need to be on Facebook, and you need to blog or have your own podcast, but you have no clue what to say, that is a clear indicator that you do not know who your ideal client is. Now, this actually impacts your bottom line. If you don't know who your ideal client is, you're going to be putting a lot of effort and time and money towards things that are nowhere near hitting the target of getting money in your bank account. So you have to know who you're talking to so that you know how to structure your marketing and so that you can further tailor your services to be the perfect solution to someone's needs. But before I tell you exactly how to figure out who your ideal client is, I want to give you a few things to avoid, a few mistakes that I've seen people make in the home industry again and again when they think they've defined their ideal client. So I will have a phone consult or a video chat with an interior designer and I will ask her, okay, so tell me about your ideal client. You put on your schedule form that you did know who your ideal client was, so I'm really excited, let's have at it. And at that point she'll say, yeah, well, I just serve anyone who can afford an interior designer, obviously, and they have to live in my area and they need to, you know, just have this certain budget. And that's when things get a little bit messy because then I have to tell her, unfortunately, you don't know who your ideal client is because that is such a vague description. 
You do not just want someone who can afford you. You want to know intimate details about that type of person so that, again, you know how to market to them. And who knows, maybe some of the services you're offering in your business really wouldn't serve that ideal client. And maybe that's why they're not hiring you guys. Maybe that is the key. I know it was a key in my business, and I've seen it in a lot of my clients' businesses as well. Having a ill-defined or vague, too generalized ideal client leads to a website that is completely unfocused and has a really high bounce rate, which means that if you look at Google Analytics, a lot of people will come to that site and then leave right away because it's not speaking to any particular person. It's just trying to proclaim your interior design or staging services to the world at large. It doesn't work. You might also notice that if you have a very poorly defined ideal client, when you are attempting to put stuff out there on social media, you get a very low interaction rate. People are not commenting, they're not liking, they're not following you, and it's because you're not speaking to them. Now the good news is you don't have to speak to everyone. That's a huge mistake. But honestly, every new business owner makes it, okay? It's a rite of passage, it is a newbie mistake. You just need to speak to one person and you need to understand their needs so that you can properly address them. When you know those things about them, it gives you a wealth of content to put out in your marketing from your email newsletters to your website to your social media posts to your print advertisements because now we are you know cooking with peanut oil as they say. We actually have a target. Now now don't worry guys if you are freaking out if you're feeling terrible because you haven't had a really well-defined ideal client, it's okay because you're going to change it after you listen to this episode. I'm going to walk you step by step through the process that I put myself through and my clients through when we are trying to pinpoint that ideal client. All right, so the first thing you need to do is grab a pen and paper. I said that at the beginning of this episode, guys, I wasn't kidding. You need to start writing things down. You cannot keep it all in your head because when you start writing down details about the person you would most like to work with, you will start to see a picture form. You'll start to see this avatar, some may call it, because then you'll see that You could even give this person a name. You could go find a stock photo of a man or a woman and assign it to your ideal client because you actually feel like you know them. So how do you do that? Okay, well, the first thing you need to ask yourself, and this applies whether you are brand new to the interior design, home staging, or workroom business, or whether you've been in those industries for decades. The first thing you need to do is ask yourself, what personality type do you get along with the best? Some of us get along with type A personalities really well. Honestly, I get along awesomely with type A personalities because I'm type A. But what about you? Think about your personality type or take a personality test if that will help you and try to figure out things that attract or repel you from another human being. It's not about prejudice because there is no room for that in our lives or businesses, but I am talking about If someone just rubs you the wrong way, you probably don't want to take them on as a client. But if you really just enjoy a certain personality type, you need to get that in writing. It might help you to think of your best friend's personality. 
What is it about him or her that just makes you laugh all day long? And what is it about them that keeps you guys talking for hours on end? Write down those qualities. Next, switch gears and think about what type of project you enjoy the most. This is a little bit easier because it's all about you. It's based on your personal preference and it might change over time. But in this moment, right now, what type of project do you really love? Do you love creating custom drapery? Do you love staging occupied homes? Do you love taking on interior design projects for lady bosses or those stay at home mothers? Get clear, there's no wrong answer here, but you need to get it in writing. And it's okay if you have more than one type of favorite project, but you should really try to limit it to two because you need to stay focused. Once you figure that out, you also need to ask yourself, what skills do I have that I could really highlight in my business? It might be something that has nothing to do with your business, but yet makes you better at what you do. For example, one of my interior design clients used to be a CPA. So you can imagine that she is really good at sticking to her client's budgets and she does a wonderful job at thoroughly and efficiently estimating. That is a huge selling point. And it's not a surprise that her ideal client is that forward driven business owner or career professional who is also numbers driven, but appreciates coming home to a beautiful space. That is a perfect example of an interior designer using a unique selling point or a USP in her design services, even though design and numbers don't naturally go together. Well, behind the scenes, a lot of us know they do. So maybe you're not particularly gifted with numbers like me. I am not a numbers girl, but you may have other personality traits that are actually selling points. Are you really good at listening? Now I hear this from a lot of designers. They say their unique selling proposition is they listen to their client, but quite honestly, every designer or stager or workroom owner should be listening to their client. Every business owner who's ever existed should listen to their client. The ones that don't are the ones that fail. So I would not use that as a unique selling point, but I would say that if you have a way of making someone feel at home, even if they're a complete stranger, if you have a way of getting people to loosen up and talk about their stories and make them feel really comfortable, that is a selling point. Okay, so in light of the types of projects you really enjoy and the personalities that you really like working with and the unique skills that you have, what would you say are the best problems that you can solve? How are you so adept at solving a certain problem that it will set you apart from anyone else in your industry? Think about what those problems might be. If you run a window treatment workroom, for example, and you are to the trade, you would actually be able to do this really easily. So let me explain. If you have the gift of a warm and welcoming personality, so you're not just listening to your interior design client, but you're actually getting her to feel very comfortable. And I mean, honestly, she has to, if she's going to partner with you on her client's projects, 
if you can get her into your workroom, get her telling stories, share a glass of wine, that is a perfect segue into a long-term relationship. And it's a perfect example of how something unique about you will appeal to an issue that your ideal client might have. Because let's just say that interior designer is a little stressed out. Designers who are listening, do you feel me? I know you guys have a ton going on, and so do the workrooms. But a workroom who can take it up a notch and do everything within his or her power to make that interior designer feel relaxed and calm, knowing that they have this wonderfully professional workroom who's going to take all these window treatment projects off their plate and the end result is going to be gorgeous and their client is going to be thrilled and you, the workroom, is going to make them, the designer, look amazing in front of that client. Wow, that solves a huge problem. And here's one very interesting thing I have noticed about being able to solve a problem in business. When you're marketing yourself, you don't walk around saying, well, I'm really good at picking out colors because that's not ultimately what you're selling. What you're selling is the ability to help someone decrease their stress levels. It all comes down to an emotion. So the window treatment workroom who is partnering with the interior designer to take all this off of her plate and deliver a wonderful end result, they are selling the end result. And that end result is not necessarily a window treatment. It is that feeling of accomplishment and that feeling of comfort knowing that you have a team behind you. So make sure that when you are talking about your special problem solving abilities, you are focusing on the emotional impact it will have on your ideal client. Don't just talk about the thing, the deliverables, whether it's the mood board or the window treatment or the staged occupied listing. Those things don't matter as much as how you make your client feel. Hey guys, just popping in here quick because I've got a question for you. Do you have a business partner? Do you have someone who is helping your business move the needle forward every single day? Well, if you're still looking for that special someone, look no further than Nancy Ganzikoffer. She's a business coach for interior designers and other creative entrepreneurs. Nancy understands the unique challenges you face when pursuing your dreams, and she'll help you develop your business identity, set goals, and manage your time. Now, if you're not part of her Facebook group, Actionable Entrepreneurs, you'll want to get in there right away. Nancy's there every single day, giving tips, support, and lessons to keep you taking action and moving forward in your business. Now, if you're ready to take a giant leap forward, get on her calendar for a strategy call. It's 50 minutes of straight business coaching, and you'll leave that session with clarity, goals, and a direction towards growth in your business. Head over to businesscoachnancy.com forward slash consult. Let's do a quick recap before we dive into learning more about your ideal client because I don't want you guys to lose sight of the big picture here. So in the beginning, we talked about finding the personality type that you mesh with naturally the best. And we also talked about what type of projects you most enjoy doing, as well as what unique skills you have that can set you apart and what problems, again, emotional problems that you solve for your client. 
Now let's talk about that particular client. If someone is having the problem that you are really good at solving, how old do you think they are? What sort of income do you think they make? What is their career? We already talked about the relationship between the workroom and the interior designer. So if you're working with an interior designer, you could probably think of one in real life and think, okay, well, she's in her late 40s. I'm not sure what her income is, but I'm guessing that it's XYZ. And she's located in this metropolitan area. She has two adult children. And then you need to start asking yourself a little bit more detailed of a question. So let's say you're the interior designer and you're reaching out to homeowners and you're trying to figure out, okay, so I've got this person's personality, but I'm not quite sure how to speak her language. Well, there's a really easy way to do that and it's called social media. When you think about the ideal person that you would like to take on as a client, go check out what they're posting on Facebook. Go look at what they're posting on Pinterest or Instagram then you'll start to figure out what their hobbies are, how they spend their free time, what their dreams are, especially on Pinterest, and you'll be able to see the design styles that appeal to them. Now you don't have to do this kind of sleuthing research all the time, but once a year you should revisit it. That way you make sure you stay current with your ideal client and also double check with yourself to make sure your ideal client has not changed. Now, if it has, that's okay, but you need to walk yourself through this process all over again. So when you've started to pinpoint your ideal client's interests and hobbies and priorities, you can start speaking directly to those things through your marketing. The first thing you should do is rank their life priorities as you see them. So if you are serving stay-at-home moms as an interior designer, what do you think her number one priority is? Well, you know, it's her kids. That's why she's staying home. But her second priority could be something that you can help with, or maybe her third priority is. So what you have to do is make sure that her top priorities line up with the services that you're offering. And sometimes that means you will have to change your service offerings so that you can create either unique packages or unique custom services around what this client needs. And sometimes all it takes is a wording change. So instead of saying, hey, stay at home moms, I'll come in and do a, a consult for you. Of course, it's a paid consult, blah, blah, blah. What if instead you said, this is an in-home style review and we're gonna walk you through X, Y, and Z. And at the end, you're going to get these items and then you're gonna be able to do X, Y, Z. When you lay it out for someone like that, and the stay-at-home mom who wants a style review or a style update, if one of her top priorities is looking or feeling stylish or having a higher level of self-confidence, this will speak to her. Now, you're not doing anything fancy. It's still an in-home consultation, and you're still being compensated for your time, but you're wrapping that gift in a different type of wrapping paper, one that will attract her and her alone. Now, usually when I'm talking about this particular aspect of defining your ideal client on a webinar or a Facebook Live, I usually get some pushback from people who say, well, wait a minute, Kate, if I am positioning my business and my services around one particular type of person, won't that alienate everyone else? And the answer is both yes and no. 
No, it will not alienate everyone else because it actually just shows them that you are a specialist. And a specialist is someone who is put on a higher pedestal than a generalist. So no, it's not going to hurt your business, but here's what it will do. It will allow you to charge more for your services because you are that specialist. It will allow you to do a deep dive into what this person needs, which means you'll be delivering more value to them. Now, the other side of it is, yes, it could alienate some people, but if you think that is a bad thing, you need to think again. If you are struggling in your business right now, it's likely because you're trying to market to everyone. We are trying to get you to do the opposite of that and focus in on one person. So if your marketing is able to focus in on one person and generally attract that same type of person over and over again and not get too many people outside of that demographic, then you have an ideal client, you have a niche market, and it's working. That is a good sign. If you think you have an ideal client, but you're still getting all sorts of clients that don't fit that, then you have not defined your ideal client well enough, or maybe you have not made your marketing clear enough. So it is important to understand that the more you specialize, the more you will profit, and the more you will ultimately help that type of person. I mean, guys, think about it for a second. Right now, you are listening to The Kate Show. The Kate Show is a podcast that specializes in marketing for interior designers, home stagers, and window treatment workrooms. I do not create this podcast for every business owner out there. Now, it doesn't mean that the advice I give can't be applied to other types of businesses, but it does mean that I'm not trying to help them. I'm trying to help you guys, and it is working so, so well. And do you know how I know it's working? Well, it's not just about profitability. It is about the impact that I see when you guys contact me and you say, hey, thanks for this episode. I started implementing what you said, and I just want you to know that it's working. That is the truest sign of success that I've ever seen in my life. And I want you to know that there is no reason why you cannot have that same level of impact in your own business. Chances are, when you started your business, you did set out to make an impact. You had these innate gifts and abilities and talents, and you just wanted to share that with people. Now, that hasn't changed, but you do have to make a profit off of it, and that's why you need to narrow your focus so that you can expand your success. I know this is a lot of information, and I hope that you've been taking notes, so I just want to use the last few minutes here to give you one more crucial piece of advice when it comes to speaking your ideal client's language. The two main things you need to know about your ideal client would be his or her priorities and his or her greatest fears because chances are your services can help alleviate her fears and also match her priorities. Make sure that even if you don't know what they're posting on Facebook or what their favorite color is or how many kids they have, make sure you at least know their priorities and their fears because every human on earth has those things. And often you can figure out what their priorities and fears are by looking at their lifestyle and their, you know, on social media too, their in life, real life lifestyle and their social media lifestyle. 
So take an hour, do your research, and it's going to make your marketing so much easier here on out. Guys, the new year is almost here, and I want to invite you to look at your marketing in a totally new way in 2019. You can start at any time. You can start it now. You can start it next year. But don't wait, because you do have special gifts that people need, and you do deserve to be successful. And if there's a little voice in your head telling you that you are not a specialist and who are you to make waves in your industry, you need to tell that voice to shut up because it is lying to you. And I know it because I have heard that voice in my head every day for years. And when I finally told it to go away and I put it in its place, that is when things really started to take off. For example, that's when I got the courage to start this podcast. But if you're still feeling overwhelmed and you want a community that you can talk to and be part of, head over to the Facebook group, Marketing for Home Pros. I'm in there every weekday and often on the weekends. And we just talk all about marketing and confidence and how we can really get our businesses out there reaching our ideal clients with the least amount of effort and the largest amount of impact. Because I'm all about the fact that marketing is simple and you are your business's biggest asset. So we need to make sure that you are maximizing your own potential. So head over to the Marketing for Home Pros Facebook group and I will see you there. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.